horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. All right, welcome back to another edition of Winning Ponies. I hope everybody is doing fine and you're uh, maybe scheduled for your vaccination if you don't already have one. I lucked out. I, I found the best way to do it is keep kept hitting dead ends on the computer, okay? It'd say, hey, these are available pharmacies. And then you'd click on each one. It'd say, no longer taking reservations this week. No longer taking reservations. And all I want to know is, can I do it next week or the week following so i said screw it and i drove to a couple of them and finally i got to one that she said give me your name if anybody cancels we'll call you next day got a call that might be something you want to try if you are trying to uh, get in to get the pin anyhow uh this week's show should be a good one uh handy Capper, author, Rich Ng, our man in Las Vegas. Uh, he's going to give us his impressions on the major preps so far. And, of course, as you know, Rich kind of specializes in the West Coast tracks. So uh, we're going to be calling on him to do a little handicapping at Santa Anita. The Beholder Mile, $300,000 race for fillies and mares. And look who's taken center stage, Swiss Skydiver, last year's three-year-old champion, Philly, will be in the field. Um, and following that, there's a really speedy uh, turf sprint, uh, uh, the San Simeon. So uh, we'll uh, wind up our conversation with a look at those two races. And then Nancy Holthus, if you watch Oaklawn Park anytime or Indiana Grand, you see her as the on-air television personality. She knows a lot about racing, is married to a trainer. And Oaklawn Park is going to be a big one. Brad Cox versus Bob Baffert in the grade two Rebel. Whoever wins this one is punching his way to the Kentucky Derby. It's a 50-20-10-5 points race. And also, Nancy will uh, go over the Azari with us. That's a mile and a 16th for fillies and mares. Man, what a great field that is. Really evenly matched. And then we'll wind it up with a half a million dollar Essex handicap. All right, that's a look at our upcoming guests and the races we will be playing this week. Now, let's get to news of the week. And big news is we had a couple hits. Winningponies.com. Pull down those easy win forms, folks. I'm not making it up. You can go up and look yourself. Uh, we've got the results from uh, last two days. Earlier today at Gulfstream Park in the fourth race, we hit a $1 Super 5 key paying $2,340. And in Florida, but not Gulfstream at Tampa Bay yesterday, right out of the gate in the first race, we had a $1 Super 5 pay $1,543. The relatively inexpensive and easy to read, a lot of information there, the easy win forms at winningponies.com. And in addition to the races I named at Oakland, there's also going to be uh, some other good ones, including the Hot Springs that... Uh, Brought together another champion, Whitmore. 
through post number six in a field of seven. Uh, so uh, CZ Rackett will be there. He was second at Whitmore in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. So the one-two finishers of the sprint are going to be racing out there. All right, on the not-so-happy front, a good friend of mine and well-known individual, Daryl Parker passed away earlier in the week. Daryl has been a guest on this show, as has his son, Deshaun Parker, three-time champion rider in North America. Uh, he'd been um, kind of in and out of the hospital cancer issues the last couple of years, and uh, he didn't come back out this time, sad to say. Now, Daryl, if you saw him, he kind of looks like he could be a middle linebacker, but as a young man, he was an exercise rider uh, for his uncle, the trainer Oscar Dishman at River Downs, and then he served as a jockey's agent, and his uncle encouraged him to get an education before jumping on the backside. So he first got uh, a racing official race uh, license, I should say, at Fairmont Park in Cahokia Downs in Illinois, thus becoming the first black steward in North America. And it's nice in his obit, they quoted his radio interview uh, with us, and of course, a very gracious man, and talking about all the great people he was surrounded by, and the people that helped uh, get him there. So, uh, it's it's just a shame. I mean, you never saw him without a big grin on his face and a big hug. Uh, He was just a pleasure to be around. Now, when he was at the track, a lot of times he basically worked from Thistledown, Mahoning, and sometimes River Downs. He would have to recuse himself when Deshaun was riding in a race, and usually a placing judge or somebody would come in and take his spot as steward, so it wouldn't look like anything. If you know Daryl or are wondering about um, services, uh, go up to the Walker Funeral Home in Cincinnati, and they'll get you there. It's going to be Sunday with visitation from 2 until 3. All right, not sure if you've been keeping up with this one, but luckily it's behind us now. Uh, They were going to put a quarantine on Gulfstream Park. It was imposed on two barns earlier in the week, and that's been lifted. Um, Training and racing will resume as normal Uh, today. It did. And the quarantine came about after a horse who was euthanized late Tuesday evening while exhibiting neurological symptoms. Well, it resulted in more than a dozen horses being scratched Wednesday. Uh, But uh, as it turns out, the horse got loose and ran around and... We think that that is the reason why he had to be put down. So, uh, But he was in both barns running loose before they figured that all out. So they just wanted to play it safe. Remember a great race by the name of the Arlington Million? I sure do. But this year it will be worth 600000 and will be renamed the Mr. D Stakes. Well, as you know, Churchill's going to be selling Arlington after this meet, so I guess that's 400000 they will be saving. But when some of the greats, uh, including the very first race with uh, uh, John Henry's uh, amazing uh, minuscule nose victory over the Bart, will go down as one of the greatest races in history. Now, uh, now Churchill Downs has announced that they're going to sell the track uh, on February 23rd, but the 
2021 meet will go on. All right, here's one to add to your derby list if you haven't. Uh, he had a huge race today. The horse's name is Prevalence. He's a Godolphin homebred by Magdalia Dioro. He was ridden by Tyler Gaffleon. Uh, just made it look so easy. He went off at like one to nine. And uh, so uh, Tyler tapped him you know, about 50 yards from the wire. And he just, you know, he, he galloped out an extra 16th of a mile. So we know what the plans are for this horse. Uh, he's uh, trained by uh, Brendan Walsh. So he's looking at either the Arkansas Derby or the Wood. All right. We might get back to some racing news but until then we had a lot of races to cover last week and let's get right to it i'll be asking uh richie ng about this the grade two san philippe well life is good as going to the derby as if anybody didn't think he would remains undefeated now in three starts went wire to wire with mike smith in the saddle but once again like in his last race he finished out on his own in the middle of the track and uh you know, from listening to some of the analysts on TV, it looked like Mike was trying to get him to straighten out, but what the heck, they just let him run on. Uh, the track is wide at Churchill, so we will see, but life is good. The son of Intimacious, trained by Bob Baffert, is going to the Derby. In the second spot is stable date mate, Medina Spirit, uh, ran an, another uh, solid race, but the race was for place, uh, Dream Shake was third and then the following day on sunday it was an oaks race uh for the sandal isbel and the winner in here was beautiful gift getting up by a head guess who trains this one bob baffert a daughter of medaglia dioro looks like she punched her tickets for the oaks if they want to go uh, baffert also trained the odds on calypso who faded to fourth uh in a very short field uh, there was a late scratch and uh, finishing uh, second was uh, Brad Friespick, Moraz, who uh, pretty much fought with Calypso most of the way, but he hung around for the second spot. And the legendary Santa Anita handicap uh, went to a horse by the name of Idol, who's been getting better and better as the time goes on. Uh, he was kind of off the pace and finished widest of all, but just a perfectly timed ride by Joel Rosario. That is the third in a row for Joe L. All right. Now, let's move on to the big race with Derby Points in New York. It was the Gotham. And the winner in here was Wayburn. Wayburn, who was not nominated to the Triple Crown, uh, will, from what we understand, supplement to the race in the next chance. So, um, Trevor McCarthy got the job done. It's a Jimmy Jerkins trained horse. Got up by a nose at 46 to 1 over crowded trade. Eric Cancel, very game. Get closer every stride. And third, the four to five favorite, highly motivated. Just a lackluster lake move nothing to write home about so that was the gotham at aqueduct also the busher was an oaks race at the big a and the winner in there search results the horse that jonathan kinchin uh gave us uh came off the rail 
and caught Miss Brazil down on the inside. And that was the horse uh, Jonathan Kinchin was debating about. You know, his, his, his question was, uh, horses on the rail, they're going to have to send it. But uh, it led all but the final yards when he got nipped by Chad Brown trained search results. Uh, Miss Brazil, though, picking up 20 points on the trail to the Kentucky Oaks. Also at handicap, this race has been around for a while. The Tom Fool, $200,000, and the winner was Chateau. Went off about 7-2, to two. Uh, just had the early speed, got the jump on him, and widened in the stretch. There was no doubt about it. Kendrick Karamooch in the saddle. Then another derby prep holding 50 points at the top and uh, the winner in here, 15 to 1, Helium, Mark Cassie trained and uh, Helium from what we understand uh, will probably make his next start in the Kentucky Derby. He'll have to be supplemented too. But 15 to 1 gets the win over Hidden Stash who warmed up really, really well and uh, <clears throat> just put in a really good race. So look for him down the road. Uh, Rafael Bayarano was in the saddle. Third was Moonlight Strike. And uh, then the Honey Bee at Oaklawn. Man, what a great race. Perfect ride by John Kenton Court, who's been a frequent guest on this show. Absolutely beautiful with Will's Secret for trainer Dallas Stewart. I uh, was challenged uh, several times during the race. Just a perfectly timed ride. Congratulations to John. Second 18 to one shot, Pauline's Pearl. And then the Fourth, third spot was number four, and that was Sunpath, who uh, was uh, vying for favoritism. Put in a big stretch move, but got tired. Whew. Okay, well, that kind of covers the uh, racing scene from last week. I'm dying to get out of the racing scene from this week. I'm one of my favorite guests. You've heard him a lot. He's our Vegas insider, none other than Rich Yang. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full field with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart, racing's regular guy. 
The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right, and with us now, as promised, from Las Vegas, none other than Rich Ng. Rich, glad you could be with us. Hey, I'm happy to be here, John, and uh, we've got a real rarity going on in Vegas. It's actually raining right now. That's rare, huh? We go, we go, we we don't go weeks. We go months without rain. Sometimes uh, years. So uh, it's nice to get a little rain. We can always use the water. Yeah, yeah. I guess it has nowhere to go once it hits the grounds out in the desert. But uh, nonetheless, good. I <laughs> hope you and Sandy went out and ran in a circle in the backyard and enjoyed it. But uh, it, it it feels the same as ever. Um, well, Rich, you know, as you know, an exciting time of the year. We're pointing towards that first weekend, shall we say, uh, down in Louisville. And uh, we're starting to... Uh, see some interesting things we had a couple upsets over the weekend we had a you know a, a kind of a one of the favorites for the derby uh just continue to stamp himself a, as a favorite and uh, we might go back through some of the other ones just to kind of mm-hmm. ask you your your impressions but let's start with the most recent and that of course was the san philippe on saturday and uh, Derby favorite, I guess I can call him, with essential quality, would be life is good. Um, life is good for Bob Baffert. I mean, he has an embarrassment of riches with every time I pull a race down for the next week, <laughs> there he is with you know maybe two horses uh, that could uh, win the race. Uh, life is good. Now, I was listening to, I believe it was Fox and Richard Migliori. And, you know, like I said, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But this is his second race in a row, Rich, where he kind of finished out in the middle of the track on his own. Now, what what's interesting is, is Mike Smith tried to point out that it was the inside tote board, which is not on during the morning workouts, but is on in the afternoon. But then Fox Sports and Migliori pointed this out. They said, well, here, let's look at the the head-on. And they show the horse go past the wire, and the horse just keeps veering to his right, veering to his right. So there's no tote board for him to be afraid of there. And he continues to to bear out into the right. I thought that was interesting. Give me your read on Life is Good in the San Felipe. Well, that's a real interesting uh, observation by uh, Richard. He obviously knows what he's talking about because he's, uh, he's ridden thousands and thousands of winners at racetracks all over the country, including a few years he spent in Southern California as a regular rider. And uh, I, I saw that head on just like you did and Richard did and all the viewers did. And this horse was getting out badly from, uh, must have been around the eighth pole on until past the wire. And, uh, you know, when, when horses don't run straight, you always wonder, you know, what causes that. I don't know if Bob Baffert has an answer. I don't know if Mike Smith, uh, other than the answer he gave, really knows genuinely what happened. And if, as you said, this happened the last couple of times. But, you know, one thing, when a horse is running fast, sometimes you don't want to interrupt the horse and try to straighten them out. You just let them go because right. he was so far in front of everybody. 
you know, maybe it doesn't matter that he bears out a little bit, but, you know, maybe uh, I could see uh, uh, Baffert maybe toying with some sort of uh, blinker adjustment or cup adjustment, you know, something like that, and test it out in the morning and see if he can get this horse to run straight in the stretch run. Um, you know, I haven't actually seen his workouts, John, to see if he actually has any issues in the mornings, you know, coming down the stretch at Santa Anita. But, uh, you know, it's something that could be a factor, but uh, so far, so good for the horse, three for three, and uh, nobody's even been close to him at the finish, so it didn't matter if he ducked in or ducked out. No, and Medina Spirit is stable, mate, keeps picking up derby points. There's a good chance he'll be in the gate, too, but Baffert's not done. You know, with his with his horses this year, as far as Derby preps are concerned, I'm as always. He could have four or five horses in the Derby if they keep clicking, because he doesn't really have to do anything with life is good anymore, other than keep him fresh. Uh, he, you know, he's he's a lock to get in right now. Um, I, one question I've been asking uh, a lot of people that watch racing, and I know you like to bet a bob or two every now and then, is how have you let the Lasix angle? influence your decision making in that on any derby or oaks prep horses even if they've raced every start on Lasix are not allowed to run on Lasix have you seen any you know rhythm or method of that that horses are running good or it doesn't matter what's your read Richang well you know that's a great question because uh, you know with the younger horses uh, they weren't running with Lasix as two-year-olds so if they're continuing on into their three-year-old season, a lot of them are just on the same pattern, the same trend. But, uh, you know, I know when I'm dealing with horses, older horses, who have been running with Lasix last year and all of a sudden they're running in graded stakes without Lasix, it, it does create a, a scenario where I'm just a little bit wary because uh, you never know exactly how they're going to react. Uh, you know, horses, I like to say horses are only human only because they're just like us. They're flesh and blood and things can affect them. So, uh, you know, it, it does raise that question. But, you know, with a younger horse who maybe has not been running a lot on Lasix, it may not be as much of a factor as uh, the older division where horses have been running Lasix their whole life and all of a sudden they're weaned off it. Well, uh, we'll find out because, uh, you, you'll, you know, when some of these horses show up at some of the other tracks that don't have the restriction or after the Derby and Oaks is, is over, it will be interesting to see how many of them uh, either go back to Lasix or try it for the first time. Some may not be using it at all just so they can get in. Now, Life is Good is one that has never raced on Lasix and obviously uh, performs very well, and, and, and so does um, Medina Spirit. Now, um, not sure if you went to the other side of the country and watch the Gotham Stakes, but uh, that was a bit of an upset. I mean, highly motivated. Uh, the Chad Brown uh, trainee was uh, being crowned uh, the winner of that race, and <laughs> who jumps up but a Jimmy Jerkins horse at 46 to 1 Wayburn, and from what I've seen on some of the online is that the He's probably going to make that last supplemental uh, payment to, to get to the Derby because he doesn't have to do anything else. Yeah, you know, Wayburn's a horse, uh, quite frankly, I, I grossly overlooked when I was handicapping the race. And so, uh, you know, he was a shocking winner. But, you know, then I'm reading some comments afterwards, and some people were talking about how they were pretty high on this horse, even though he went off at such incredibly, uh, you know, uh, inflated odds. But, you know, Jimmy Jerkins is a heck of a horseman, obviously. He comes from a the great pedigree of the Jerkins family name. And, um, you know, if he likes this horse and 
he wants to move forward with his horse, you know, who, who are people like us that say, uh, no, there's no <laughs> chance. So <laughs> I'm with you, you, you ride, you ride someone who knows a lot more, is a lot smarter than me. So uh, we'll let Waver continue. A- a- absolutely. And, you know, let's face it, this, this horse has a pedigree. It says a mile and a quarter shouldn't be a problem. He's by pioneer of the Nile out of an AP Indy mare. Those are good things to have coursing through your bloodlines. Now, we need to go back a week or so, but the the horse, even though his times aren't great, I understand that. All he does is find the finish line, and that is greatest honor who's taken the southern route uh you, you know the uh the, the fountain of youth stakes uh the holy bull and i guess the florida derby is his next stepping stone but i'll tell you rich for for a young three-year-old this horse has no problem uh you know rating for his jock and uh, I, i'm sure that you watch the uh, fountain of youth if if i <laughs> If you allowed me to bet on that horse on the turn, I would have told you you were crazy. I mean, he was running about twelfth, you know, and all of a sudden, (laughs) the final sixty yards or something—like, who the hell is this? And then he doesn't just win; he goes on to pull away by two and a half lengths. Yeah, I actually bet the horse that ran second. It was the rail horse that uh, looked like Lone Speed, and uh, he didn't look like he was slowing down to me. But the uh, greatest honor finally kicked in to gear at the eighth pole and, and went past and uh, you know he hasn't run really fast buyer speed figures yet but there's always something to be said about a horse who likes to win races i mean uh, people have probably heard about the the terminology herd mentality and that goes with horses who like to run in packs and they don't like to pass other horses well right. you know, when, when you're when when you're training champion horses you want horses to pass other horses you want horses you want to be leaders and this horse has that tendency to, to want to lead, and you know, and, and so sometimes they can sometimes they can beat a, a faster horse only because they they just have that competitive nature in them that they want to get their nose in front. So, you know, this horse will get a chance to to keep moving forward in the Florida Derby and and then on to the Kentucky Derby. Knock on wood. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it, it's going to be very, very interesting because I mean, as impressive as life is good has been, Rich. Um, there's that question mark, uh, but there's also horses that are up and, and, and jumping. Uh, you know, there there was that uh, horse at uh, at Gulfstream today, Prevalence, who's a Godolphin homebred mm-hmm. that's nominated. And man, I I think he went off a one to nine today and uh, looked every bit. You know. He ran to those odds. So now they said his his next race will be you know uh, a, a Kentucky Derby prep and. Quite frankly, except for um, this uh, weekend's Rebel, all the rest of the races are 100, 40, 20, and 10 uh, as far as points are concerned to get into the Derby. So, you know, pretty much, you know, I mean, obviously if you win, you're in, but 40 points for second, hey, you're, you're going to see some of these gates loaded, especially with some of the horses that are, you know, on the bubble, as we say, during basketball season. Uh, so it, it's it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks because those uh, big races and, hey, how about how about your old stomping grounds uh, that was purchased by Churchill Downs all of a sudden? 
we'll call it the Spiral Stakes, though it'll be named the Jeff Ruby Stakes, is a 100-point derby race. How'd that happen? <laughs> On an all-weather track. <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't 100 points when uh, we were there when it was the Jim Beam Stakes, that's for sure, John. <laughs> I found an old shirt last week, uh, <laughs> buried down in the basement. And you were always yeah. gracious to the media because you gave, I've still got some of those uh, Jim Beam bags. You used to give us, you, you know, really nice business bags uh, for that race. Uh, I, I will say, Rich, I remember that press box. People were stumbling over each other uh, back in the day when you were there. And, you know, n- now you can shoot a cannon through the place and you'd be lucky to hit one rider. <laughs> we had a lot of fun, and you know, one one thing I learned, uh, you know, the first twenty years of my life, I was on the public relations and publicity side and marketing, and on the, the next twenty years, I've been on the newspaper side. But you know, one thing that uh, uh, really helps is if you if you if you treat the media fair, they usually will treat you fair. And so I've always lived by that credo, and I uh, really appreciate the kind words. And uh, you know, what, what one thing about that Jeff Ruby stakes coming up, obviously, I haven't. They haven't drawn the race yet, but you know I, I watched the uh, Bataglia prep very closely, and there was a an even money favorite uh, in Gretzky the Great, and uh, the horse ended up being third. But I tell you what, it was the kind of race where I really think this horse is going to benefit from that because uh, the jockey uh, Corrales he put this horse on the lead, and Turfway's a tough place now with the Tapita to win on the front end, and uh, I'm not sure if they're going to switch jockeys or not. Uh, 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 if Mark Cassie is going to change pilots, but I really think this horse is better suited to to sit back, settle, and make one run. And if that's the case, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem betting this horse right back in the the Jeff Ruby, even though he got even though he got beaten the Battaglia. Well, you know, you, you know how to watch a race uh, with with the best. There's there's no doubt about it. Uh, well, uh, you know, again, thanks thanks for your input. You know, again, I, I'm I'm still out on the Lasix thing, and and we will uh, we'll find out about that down down the road. But uh, I think it's here to stay, quite frankly. Um, well, Rich, you're out there at Santa Anita. I only got about four minutes left. Now, this race is the Beholder Mile. Grade one, I know you know Kenny McPeak. Man, he sure likes to travel around the country. I think this horse has won races at, you know, like, I know he's run at 10 different tracks. Uh, Swiss Skydiver, last year's uh, three-year-old champion. Uh, But, you know, uh, here's here's the case, Rich. Has made every start on Lasix, will not be able to in the beholder. Rich, I think you're cutting out on us a little bit. Uh Uh-uh. I'll let my man Josh. Yeah, I can now. I'm sorry, I dropped you. But anyhow, Swiss Skydiver is going to have the target on her back. Uh, But just as we talked about a few minutes ago, it'll be her first time without racing on Lasix. Yeah, that's you know, this is what I was talking about before, where horses ran on Lasix last year and not on Lasix this year, and you know, so you got to be wary just a little bit. And, uh, you know, Swiss Skydiver created a lot of frequent flyer miles for Kenny McPeak. But, uh, yeah. you know, we'll have to see how she comes out of the box uh, this year. And, you know, if, if any of the wear and tear, you know, uh, from last year's travel and all those tough races takes anything out of her. I, I tell you what, a horse that certainly uh, is going to be dangerous on her best day would be the three horse, Harvest Moon. This horse ran yes. a very good race 
in the Breeders' Cup distaff last year. Uh, got beat by Montemoy Girl, but she this horse uh, was in the hunt the whole way. And so if Swiss Skydiver, uh, for whatever reason, doesn't bring her A-game, then a horse like uh, Harvest Moon is certainly one to be careful about. Well, you know, Rich, when when you say that, I, I see kind of a similar pattern, though uh, she hasn't yet faced the competition in, as time goes by, a Baffert trainee who's out of Broodmare of the Year, Take Charge Lady, which means, uh, you know, she's a half to uh, Will Take Charge and Takes Charge Indy. Um, so certainly has the pedigree, trained by Baffert, ridden by Mike Smith. Um, you know, again, I, I think we're talking about horses underneath, but you never know. You know, Swiss Skydiver's taking a bad step before, like she did in the Breeders' Cup distaff. Uh, might be one to look at in here. Well, Baffert is always dangerous in a grade one. It, it doesn't matter what it looks like, but you look at the past performances on uh, this filly, and uh, she's going off at 40 cents. Uh, 70 cents, uh, 60 cents. I mean, she has been hammered at the windows every time out. You'll finally get a price on her uh, on Saturday, and, you know, who knows? It's Bob Baffert. All right, Rich. Well, uh, my producer, Josh, is telling me I got to say adios, amigo. Now, if anybody would like to, uh, you know, go online and kind of see what Rich Ng is thinking about, Rich, where do they go? Well, I, I do produce a Southern California handicapping sheet every day, and uh, if they go to a, uh, the website called racedaylasvegas.com, they'll see a, my headshot there, and just click on it, and you'll go to my homepage, and you can, uh, if anybody needs any help, they can always email me, but that's where my product is, my handicapping sheet. All right. Thanks a lot, Rich. It was great talking to you. We'll be back in the, the, the weeks ahead. You can be sure of that. Take care. Okay. Thanks, John. All the best. All right, that was Rich Inc. from Las Vegas. Now we're going to go to Hot Springs, Arkansas, and talk to Nancy Holthus. Right after this break, I'm John Engelhart. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Inglehart, racing's regular guy. 
The phone lines are open and are toll-free, 1-866-472-5788, or send us an email at show at winningponies.com. John and our guests are looking forward to hearing from you. Have any tips or comments you'd like to share? Any questions we would be happy to answer? Contact us. Now, back to the show. Winning Ponies with John Inglehart. All right. Well, I've heard from a lot of my friends that uh, I'm doing the right thing because I've got a face for radio. But if anybody's got a face for television and great presentation of a racing program, it's none other than Nancy Holthus. You've seen her at Oak Lawn Park. You can see her at Indiana Grand. Nancy, thanks for joining us again. Well, very kind words and quite the introduction. Thank you. Well, straight from the heart. Uh, you remind me of a, <laughs> of, of a friend of mine that used to be an on-air handicapper. Uh, every time I look at you, I go, boy, she looks a lot like Joe Lynn. And then all of a sudden, but I need not go into that detail. But um, so how did, you know, Oakland Park, uh, I talked to Mary Rampolini a couple weeks ago when you guys were coming out of your uh, hiatus, shall we call it. How, how did yes. that affect your schedule? How did it affect training, the conditioning of these horses? Uh, show us some light on the snow. Well, you know, it was very interesting. Uh, you know, we lost considerable uh, race days and about 11 to 12 days of training. And that basically boils down to two works uh, from a horseman's standpoint. And those days, especially leading up to uh, this big weekend, those days are critical. Um, the Southwest fell victim to those days, and it was rescheduled twice uh, when it boiled down to it. So, uh, say, for example, keep me in mind, who does return in the Rebel uh, was pointing towards the Southwest, and because of all of those days that were missed and two works, um, decided to reschedule and skip the Southwest and point towards the Rebel instead. Um, say somebody like Brad Cox and Steve Asmussen, they looked at the weather. You know, horsemen, I always say, are amateur meteorologists and really do have to keep a daily look on the weather forecast, whether it's for rain, snow, whatever you want to whatever you want to predict and brad cox was one of those that got horses on a van and went ahead and took them down to fairgrounds to not miss any crucial training so uh he was kind of a ahead of the mark and uh didn't lose any of those critical days and was able to still keep those horses on those scheduled work tabs so uh fortunately he was um able to you know evacuate if you will and uh was maybe ahead of the curve a little bit, but you know, some of those horsemen weren't as uh, fortunate and were kind of stuck here either shed rowing or, you know, just able to walk around the barn. A lot of times horses, horsemen will, you know, kind of work with a, a horseman in the barn next door, shed rowing one and cool horses out in the other, but there was so much ice between the barns, uh, they couldn't move horses from one barn to another. So wow. we were really socked in the city of Hot Springs, um, at our house, we're about seven-eighths from the from the stable gate, um, and there was, I think we got 11 inches of snow, and we had two different fronts. So we had snow, then it, a couple days between rain, melt, 
freeze again, and then another blast of snow. So it's really nothing that anybody in this part of the country had ever seen before. So uh, called it snowpocalypse. But we live to uh, race another day and very excited that uh, the rain that was originally predicted for Rebel is now out of the, out of the region and where it looks like we're going to get blasted on Sunday, which is fine with me. Yeah, get, get the good stuff over with. Well, listen, I want to get out of this week's races, but before we do, I have to give a tip of the cap to a friend of mine by the name of John Kenton Court. What a perfect ride he gave Will Secret in the Oaks Prep, the Honeybee. Yeah, I tell you what, she really has turned out to be an amazing filly, and she's a fighter. She really, truly is, and it, she doesn't want to get beat, and she has shown that. It's almost like when she gets to the top of the lane, she knows kind of that it's go time. So a uh, really impressive effort. So happy to see that the uh, Willis Horton is still competing at this level, and it's so special to still see him in the winner's circle. And, uh, you know, I said in the uh, post stakes interview i said john i don't know what you're doing and it still so seems weird to say it the last friday in april because i'm so used to saying the first friday in may but the last friday in april he's got some very big plans so i'm uh, very happy to see john court uh still at this level of racing so he's always a fan favorite here at oakland uh, he's a favorite of mine. And uh, just to remind people that uh, he rode long range Toddy, who uh, was very successful at Oakland. And he's the horse that took the worst of it in the Kentucky Derby. John was heartbroken because the horse was just making a move in the Derby when he got knocked sideways. Whoever knocked him sideways is still up for debate. But nonetheless, it was heartbreaking because. Uh, uh, John's uh, closer to my age than yours. Uh, I believe he's 56 now, but he and he keeps coming back from injury. He's a marvelous guy. Hey, I could go on about John Court all night. I won't, but that was a great race to watch. He just kept repelling, as you so beautifully pictured, uh, every challenge he had during the running of the race. Well, let's get to the big one down at Hot Springs, uh, the Rebel Stakes. It's a grade two million dollars on the line. 50, 20, 10, 5 points. So you win this race, you punch your ticket, and you run second. You're probably close to getting in the starting gate. And just from reading everybody, I know we can make cases for several horses. It looks like it's Brad Cox versus Bob Baffert. Uh, Brad Cox uh, has uh, a recent Smarty Jones winner who just made his 2021 debut a sensational one with his fastest time ever uh, going a mile in uh, the Smarty Jones 10 and a quarter lengths, I believe. And then, of course, you've got Bob Baffert with another undefeated three-year-old graded stakes winner concert tour who should get plenty of action but has not proven himself yet at going around two turns. Yeah, it's a really interesting field uh, for the Rebel. Uh, As you mentioned, Bob Baffert, it's interesting that Concert Tour is taking the same route that Nadal did last year. A maiden victory in the debut, then the grade two San Vicente. Uh, 
Nadal did the same exact thing. And, you know, Bob Baffert is very synonymous with Rebel victories. Uh, oh, yeah. So, you know, he saddled 13 Rebel horses, at least one horse, every year since 2010. Seven wins, three seconds, and a third. Uh, so it's very interesting that he sends a concert tour here. And Joel Rosario rode Nadal. So it's interesting that he gives the assignment to Joel. He also sends another out with uh, Hozier. Uh and it's interesting that he said, you know what, he, this horse did break the maiden at the rebel distance of a mile and a 16th. And he said, you know, an allowance wouldn't fill. I put him on the plane and I'm thinking, wow, that's a, that's a lot of miles to accumulate for a horse from Southern California because an allowance wouldn't go. Let's put him in a grade two. But you know what, Bob has the, uh, the ability to do so, uh, but very accomplished uh, in this field. You did mention Caddo River. Um, it's funny because a very impressive stakes debut in the Smarty Jones for the short leaf homebred. When I asked Brad the other day, I said, Brad, you know, I got to ask. I know everybody is. Talk to me about the rail. He started laughing on the phone. And uh, I thought it was funny because he says it sure didn't hurt essential quality in the Southwest. And <laughs> that's a very true point. You know, I mean, when you think about it, um, he says Cata River has speed and he's certainly going to use it. Uh, he is a very good horse, worked extremely well. He's moved forward in those works. He's a very laid back horse. He does everything his rider always asks of him, which I like that. You know, he's, he's a smart three-year-old. He's not, uh, you know, still one of those quirky ones that's still trying to figure things out. Uh, he did get to Oaklawn Park uh, Wednesday afternoon, and um, he'll gallop up until Saturday. Now, Essential Quality, on the other hand, is one of those horses that trains the morning of. Some of these better horses we do see go to the track the morning of the race, Caddo River. This That is not the case. Uh, Shortleaf Stable, who is the owner of Caddo River, is very synonymous with very quality horses at in Arkansas and in Arkansas racing. Their last classic winner, you really have to look back in the history books, was in 1993 uh, when they sent out Prairie Bayou in the Preakness. So sure, a lot yeah. of people are rooting for them just for the history fact. So uh, it's a, a very, very interesting race. But again, Bob Baffert is... Uh, coming in to score the upset. And you mentioned uh, he hasn't gone the route of ground yet. This will be Concert Tour's first test at two turns. But um, if you're going to have anybody on his back to do it, I would definitely want Joel Rosario in the irons. Oh, he's having a heck of a year. You know, again, we spoke briefly about uh, the Lasix factor these days. Cotto River has never run on Lasix. Hozier has run his only two lifetime starts on Lasix and Concert Tour debuted on Lasix and took it off for the Van San, San Vincenti where he just held on by a, a half a length. So once again, it will be interesting. Now, and the horse that you brought up earlier, keep me in mind, um, you know, th this horse, especially if these guys get kind of railed up in a speed duel, uh, 
could be right there to bang him over the head at the wire. And he's another horse uh, uh, who really seemed to enjoy getting the addition of blinkers and has never run on Lasix. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, and, you know, speaking of keep me in mind, he was one of those horses that was uh, – scheduled to start uh, his three-year-old debut in the Southwest, but because of the rescheduling, because of all of the inclement weather, they did move his three-year-old debut to the Rebel. David Cohen uh, is a very accomplished rider, and he has flat out said, keep me in mind, is one of the best horses that he has ever set on. Um, And if you look back on his form, he was runner-up to Essential Quality, the eventual champion, twice. Yeah, yeah, he ran second to him in the Breeders' Futurity and then was third to him in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. So, And that was while he was still a maiden. I mean, that is just mind-blowing in itself. Uh, Yeah, and he he was 15 lengths out of it at the half-mile pole. Exactly. 15 lengths. to say that he broke his maiden in grade two company in the Kentucky Jockey Club was, I mean, that's how good this horse is. Uh, and that was the second time getting blinkers. Um, Robertino has said he has very much become more aggressive in a good way. Uh, from turning two to three, he's very fun to train. He's a very, very classy horse, um, especially taking those races to the eventual champion essential quality into consideration. Uh, I think that definitely gives him a lot more street cred, if you will. So uh, he's definitely not one to throw out. He has some very, very solid races. Uh, Robertino Diodoro is certainly a very top trainer here at Oaklawn Park. Um, But just the fact that David Cohen, who really has some very nice uh, horses that he has sat on throughout his career, says that he's one of the best horses he's ever sat on. Uh, You definitely take that into strong consideration. Absolutely. Now, I just want to remind everybody, at Oaklawn Park this weekend, in addition to, what, if time allows, we can get to a couple more stakes, uh, they've also got the $150,000 Temperance Hill, and the 10th race will be the $200,000 Hot Springs, and the one-two finishers in the Breeders' Cup Sprint in CZ Rocket and the winner Whitmore are going in there. That's quite a compliment to your program and your races. I mean, and it's it's a two hundred thousand dollars stake, not even graded, and you've got horses that are coming out of a two million dollar grade one for a rematch. I mean, where else are you going to find that on a Saturday? <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> I love it. And I mean, it's still a phenomenal matchup. I mean, it's absolutely wonderful. There's still some really, really good other horses in the race. Um, Flagstaff from the barn of John Sadler. Uh, he was a pair of seconds a couple of starts back in grade two events out in Southern California. Flagstaff does throw on the blinkers this go. And those seconds were to CZ Rocket. Uh, very accomplished in his own right. Uh, he was second to Whitmore back in the grade three Count Fleet sprint. The Hot Springs is a prep for that grade three event. Uh, and it's interesting, the stakes record for this race is 108-2. and two. Steve Asmussen had a horse in the feature 
today ran the fastest six furlongs at the meet in 108 and four. So track is really, really holding up. I definitely think speed is going to hold tomorrow. Uh, and the horse that won the King Cotton last out does come from the Steve Asmussen barn. It was contested over the slop, uh, but he came home in 109 and four, and that's Boldor. A uh, very, very nice runner, but Whitmore is also looking to make some history and score the Hot Springs for the fifth consecutive year. Yeah, that you just stole my next question. impressive. Re- oh, my re- gosh. If he Repeat that again. Race, Nancy, I talked over you. Repeat that again. If Whitmore wins the Hot Springs on Saturday, he will have won it for the fifth consecutive year. Wow. Unbelievable. That is absolutely impressive. He has won nine races. Nine of his 15 races in his lifetime have been won at Oaklawn Park. Boy, you talk about a horse for course. Well, I've only got about a couple of minutes left, but I'll tell you what. It's the the, the Azari, which is a grade two, 350,000. It'll be carded as the fifth race. Only drew uh, five horses, but man, I cannot separate these horses the uh, with, with anything out of the, the uh, there's only one that I don't have a check on. Uh, uh, Evotante, Latruska, uh, get rid of what you see while you see. Get rid of what ails you. <laughs> get rid of it. Thank you. And all right, I got two minutes left. He's telling me. And she says that the, these are standouts. I can make a solid case for every one of these fillies. They, this field is, is super impressive. Uh, you know, Kenny McPeak knows how to bring these fillies in. She is a stablemate of Swiss Skydiver. And Kenny has been quoted as saying he's not sure if Swiss Skydiver would have beaten in Butante, in the Fall City. That's how good this filly has gotten. Uh, she Dares the Devil, you know, scored the upset in the Kentucky Oaks last year. She was third in the Spinster when facing older runners for the first time uh, and scored, she was an Eclipse finalist for a three-year-old filly in 2020. This is just such a standout. The speed, uh, and we know she can ship and win, is Latruska. Third off the freshening uh, does get Joelle Rosario. Uh, she's certainly going to be the one to catch. And Fausto her, Gutierrez, her conditioner, has said that. Uh, she does have a win over the local track. She did it here last year uh, against Allowance Company at the distance. She's three for three at the Azari distance of a mile and a 16th. It, they're all impressive. Every single Philly mare in this field can win. It's, it is an amazing race, uh, Nancy. Uh, again, we've been talking and joined by uh, Nancy Holtis. Uh, you can see her every time they turn a camera on at Oaklawn Park and also at Indiana Grand. Well, my producer's telling me I got to go. Nancy, it's always been a great pleasure having you on. I hope you have a great Saturday. Dodge the weather and uh, we'll be listening for your picks and pans. Oh, it's always my pleasure, and thanks so much. All right, Nancy Holthus, Rich Ang, thank the both of you for joining us here on Winning Ponies. Pull down the easy win forms. That's where the winners are. I'm John Engelhart. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies. 
Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. We hope the information from today's show will benefit you at the next post. Join us for more insight next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Also, look for our weekly newsletter. Have a great week, and may your photos always be winners.